All right, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I really appreciate everybody who has been listening. We're at close to 5,000 listens at this point. I know not of you all, not all of you who are listening are my students, but I really appreciate everybody. Make sure we rate, review, and subscribe. Today, we're going to be talking about economics and really pushing our way through the economics of the world. We're going to be talking about demand a little bit more, but we're going to be talking about the elasticity of demand and essentially what that means the word elasticity, it's like a rubber band. Is it elastic? It can stretch. Some things you can change the prices on and some things you can't. Elasticity of demand measures how drastically buyers will cut back or increase their demand for good as the price goes up and down. It is a very technical term that goes along with it. Okay, some things, if it's inelastic, that means basically it's not responding to any price change. But if it's more elastic, that means they really are responding to the different rates of change. All right, so how is this, you know, first, you, know, you use a lot of different things to determine what makes a product elastic or not elastic. You have to take the original price minus the new price divided by, you know, all these percentage of changes and everything like that, where we figure out what is the demand of this elasticity as we go forward. When we, uh, as we push forward this, there's factors that we really need to understand. And these factors are, you know, they're common sense when actually spoken out loud, but what, you don't really think about that when it goes into it. So let's look at the first factor of, of elasticity. What is the availability of a substitution? So let's talk about iPhones, okay? The iPhone is one of the most popular phones in the world. But there's substitutes available that are similar to an iPhone that if the iPhone outpriced itself, they would no longer be able to stay in business. So they have to keep their eye on what the price is of an iPhone so that they can make the entire system work. That's how it works. The next thing that comes into all of this is the relative importance of a good. So how much do people need a phone? If you would have asked this question 20 years ago, the answer was a lot lower. The relative importance of a cell phone was much smaller and much more you know, not significant as it is today. Today, not only is it a status symbol, but literally everything we do is tied back to our phones in some way, shape, or form. Some way, shape, or form, we can get internet on our phone. So the relative importance of it, that's able to keep that price higher than it needs to be. The other thing when we're looking at other products as well as the iPhone, I'm going to keep with the same product just to make it easier for all of us. But the other thing that goes with this is our necessities versus our luxuries. So the necessities are what do we need and luxuries are what do we want. So as we do this necessity versus luxury thing, we're pushing this whole new environment of do we need this product or do we want this product? Again, Phones, nice phones in particular, used to be a want. Now they are more of a need than they ever have been. And with that being more of a need, you have to kind of really kind of push through and make sure you get uh, the right price for it so you can get it. Now the big one here, this is going to be a change of price over time. This is dealing with older iPhones. So the iPhone 6 now is gonna be worth less because its features are less than say the iPhone X that's out there or anything like that. And this, these products that we push and that we really force into us, those are what makes this system work. When it comes to uh, how we add and do different things, this is how all of our revenue or all of our elasticity works and how all of our prices are determined. Now, 
How does elasticity affect revenue? Well, what we have to do is we have to basically create a revenue table. And total revenue is defined by the amount of money uh, the company receives for the selling of its goods. This is not profit. This is just the amount of money that there is. So the total revenue and the elastic demand, what we're looking at is basically this table that we're going to set up. And we're going to set it up to see where is the right price for us to make the most revenue. So which way are we going to do this? So we have to add in a couple of factors that go into it. We have to add in the availability of substitute goods. We have to walk this fine line as to, hey, if there's too many other substitutes out there, we're going to lose profit or we're going to lose the money that we could have made. Um, we're going to limit, we have a limited budget that we also have to focus on. So we have to make sure that we do things the right way in order to really get this. Uh, is this... You know, that perception of something is a luxury is a really big thing for this. So total revenue in any, in any, with any elastic demand changes the way in which demand is done a little bit differently because if something is inelastic, that means the price, it's people aren't very responsive to it. So you need to make sure you have, you have the right price established so that you can really get all the way through. All right, that is pretty much everything. Demand deter helps determine the price. We're going to move on to supply next week to really help get into the prices and where everything adds. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys rate, review, subscribe. Remember, you got about two weeks left in the quarter to make sure you kind of help yourselves out. I know this was a quick hitter, but you guys can do it. You guys got this. If you need anything, please let me know.